Hello, listeners. This is Scott, your Seasons of Skyrend host and DM. I want to take a quick moment to tell you about a special promotion. We've teamed up with the good folks at CriticalHitCollectibles.com to offer you 10% off your next order when you use the promo code SKY10 at checkout. They have a ton of amazing dice available. I purchased a few sets from them, including the Shadow Metal dice, and I could not be happier with the quality and the service. It's the holiday season, and a great time to get some dice for yourself and the other gamers in your life. Once again, go to CriticalHitCollectibles.com and use the promo code SKY10 at checkout to save 10% off your next order. That's S-K-Y, followed by the number 10. Thanks, everyone. Now, please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5th edition D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore the world around them. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. There is a sense of relief in being back on the road headed to a new location to handle an old task. It offers a sense of purpose and direction. The weight of their actions in Earl can't be ignored, not with their new traveling companions. But it's time to focus on more positive matters. Freeing someone doesn't always require bloodshed. Darvin, Vale, and Arnis. You have Earl Earl and Ulwan accompanying you on your trip back north. Darvin, you've been tasked by Ulwanir specifically to keep Earl Earl safe. Otherwise, it's all your fault. She tried to convince Arnis over there to take on the task, and although he did agree, apparently he's not going to share as much blame as Darvin will. Which is just fun. Woo! But the... Four of you, five once you count Ulwan, seven once you throw in Sam and Sniffins, are headed back to the north, making your way up to Brizendine's cousin, the green dragon Vizcara. In order to do so, you're going to have to make a very long looping trip. First north up the road, and then south down the frozen river, the frozen Sourleaf River. About a week into your trip back north, you come to the crossroads at the corner of which sits Garion's village, about a quarter mile off the road. Man, fuck that guy. <laughs> Torches burning, about 30 feet high, still. Some slight noise coming from the village. What have you guys been up to for this past week? I've been playing with my new loot. Okay, what have you been doing with your new loot? Well, I already know one song from that book, so I've been trying to play it on my, like, eight-string loot. Okay. Roll performance... My big old bonus. Yeah, with your fatty bonus. 26. Nice. Are you practicing that same song? It was Lesser Restoration mm-hmm. that you were learning from. Yeah. Yep. It's been a few weeks, and you've got this song down. Several minutes long. Uh, give me a perception check, Arnis. 11. As you're playing, you don't know if it's the new loot or finally being out of Earl. Sounds really good. It's a very full song when you play when you're playing it correctly on this loop. Hmm. Yep. Extra strings. Must be those extra strings, indeed, Darvin. Uh, Darvin or Vale, what are you up to during this week? Vale's gonna kind of spend a lot of her time kind of in personal contemplation, kind of splitting it between actually like reflecting on the nature of her species and praying to the new deity that she believes will help her. 
and then also tinkering with her gear. She needs to understand better how her stiletto works without mm-hmm. actually like breaking it. So like her, she knows her skills do not exist in like I can take it apart and put it back together again. But are going to continually like be tinkering with the mechanism, trying to understand it, with the hopes that maybe she could, as she plays with it, replicate it or find another one off of maybe a dead associate and then tinker with that. But doesn't want to risk it not mm-hmm. working. Okay. So which of those do you want to focus on for this week? That's a lot. Yeah. Tinkering is, is, is the focus, I think. Okay. And then with at least a prayer to my God who said, pray to me if you should mm, We're going to focus on the tinkering. Got it. We'll worry about the prayer later. So go ahead and roll investigation. I think that's actually perfect for this. Roll tinkering. If tinkering were a thing. That's a 20 total. So as you investigate your hidden dagger, you understand, like, this is purely mechanical. There's nothing magical about it whatsoever. It is somewhat complex as far as the internal mechanisms go, but it is very simple in execution. Pardon the phrasing. (laughs) (laughs) The phrasing is perfect. Phrasing was perfect. You know that the... Was it two vials I think I said were inside? Yeah. Those are very exactly made. Like, these are not just things you can pick up out of a store and replace. You would have to go to another guild house and, like, get replacements if anything ever happened to them. But definitely easy enough to reload on their own. Like, put more fluid in. Uh, You can definitely tell that this can be further specialized, but... Probably by, like, an actual tinkerer. Like, an artisan who makes these things and advances them. But as far as, like, how much you could do on your own, like... Yeah, I don't think you'd be able to... Since you aren't a builder or, like, a fancy mechanical person, mm-hmm. I don't know if you could take this apart and put it back together and have it still work properly. Then I'm not gonna try. <laughs> you know well enough that, like, oh, this is too complex for just me to screw around with. Uh, but yeah, you you get very comfortable using it during this week. It's not going to affect any of like, the actions or bonus actions, but yeah, it feels good on your forearm there. It just like you can react naturally with it. Darvin, what are you doing this week? Meta praying, which is a new term I made up. Meditating and praying. Oh, not like not a like meta not type meta of praying. Meta praying. Also, looking at the Karam's page, just because. It's been a while since I've done that, and I need all my God's favor I can get right now. Okay. Um, is the prayer you're doing to get more names, or yes. is this general prayer Well, and meditation? Can I say a little bit of both? I mean, Karam's page only requires you to do ten minutes of prayer. So if you right. want to spend longer than that, that's certainly acceptable. Yeah, so it's more like using the page for ten minutes to see if there's anything, and then... Keeping praying, not so much for, not so much asking for guidance, but just kind of kissing up, sucking up, kissing ass. Yes, yeah. those things. Sucking up, trying to make sure I have my God's favor because I need it now more than ever. All right, Darvin, go ahead and roll religion as you're in deep prayer using Corm's page to focus in your efforts. Fifteen. That could have been worse. Could have been. It's very good though. Fifteen is solid. So, of course, at the very top of the page, after you finish your meditation prayer, your meta prayer, you see, if they do not do as told, RNS Gray. <laughs> uh, that one's still going to be on there. Wait, if they do not do as told as far... Oh, right, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, that whole pathox. Right, right. I have a mission, plus, you know, if I die before then. Yeah. And then, below that, you do receive a new name. Yeah. Since you're spending such a long time in prayer here, focusing in on the page, not only do you get Arnest Gray there, just in case they let down Coram, you also receive the name Chief Durkroff. How do you spell Durkroff? D-E-R-C-R-O-F-F. Okay. Which is definitely not a name that any of you three have heard before. And that's what you learned during this week. Nice. During this time, Sam is focused mostly on driving the wagon north. The Stiffens will stay with the wagon or run off a little ways to go do his doggy business and to chase lights in the night. Earl Earl and Ulwan spend most of their time in that middle wagon. Ulwan will go out sometimes for uh, to get food for Earl Earl, who does not always eat with you. Many times he will eat by himself in the middle wagon. Earl Earl still looks the same as he did when you guys left Earl. And after a week of traveling, you are here at the crossroads with Darien's village there. It's far enough away from the road that you don't have to go through the city. That was good. 
of course, as soon as Earl Earl sees this uh, out of the back of the wagon, he says, "Oh, we can definitely stop and get no. something to eat. They'll they'll just give it to me." No. 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 Nope. Are you sure? No. Nope. Yep. yep. Although, if you want to try to go for it, yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait here. Wait, 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 wait. No, that's not a good idea. You're right. That's, that's a terrible idea. Let's not do that. Well, I guess we got to keep going then. Yeah. Yep. Somebody, uh, Arnis, you spoke up first. You roll persuasion. Well, okay. I just want to see how good he's going to feel about leaving the city or leaving that village behind without going. Uh, he's going to feel pretty good. <laughs> that is a twenty-three. Yeah, I guess you're right, Arnis. They have been kind of short with me lately. Oh well. There's a. Always more places to stop. Cool. Onward. As you turn east on this crossroad and start heading farther away from Garion's village, you can see what basically amounts to a dog sled running over to Garion's village. Just looks like a troop of them returning home from something. It's hard to tell if that was a scouting party, a hunting party, or just merchants. They're being pulled by a number of large dogs. Probably not direwolf sized, but still, like huskies, you know, snow dogs. Huskies, like the type of dogs that pull dog sleds. That pull dog sleds, yes. Those dog sled dogs, it's like those dogs. Like those dogs. Got it. Those dogs are cool. And after a few more days, you make your way to a wide stone bridge, uh, which goes over the frozen Sourleaf River, uh, which, as you know, will lead you directly to Lake Mogan, where Vizcara is located. And as you look on either side of the river, there's not a road. It's not like something that's been maintained. There's certainly like level enough space on either side of it, at least at this point on the river, but it's not like something that wagons have been going up and down. And then there's the river itself, which is frozen solid and appears to wind on for miles and miles to the south. And as you look north, you can just barely make out where the mountains on either side of the bay come down into a point where the river eventually goes out. Or would if it weren't frozen. What do you want to do? this point, I'm not a wagon type person. I defer to Sam's expertise to know what we should do with the wagons. Yeah. How's Vale feel? I will agree. Okay. Well, Sam will tell you... Just basically, hey, DM, tell us what to do. <laughs> no, that's fine. I will give you the two options that Sam has. I don't know how crafty you guys wanted to be. It's either for the river or... Or try, it's like try to build a bridge or like float across There is a bridge. Right? The, first of all, the river is frozen solid. Second of all, there is a very wide stone bridge which will easily get you to the other side of it. Right, but if we were playing Oregon Trail. (laughs) Yes. But if you're playing Oregon Trail, the point is usually to just get to the other side of the river. You don't want to ford the river, though, because then you'll die of dysentery. You'll always die. You'll die of dysentery. It's so much fun to try. Or you'll lose a ton of supplies. Right? So, at this point, Sam will certainly offer up the two options that he is aware of for this situation. Sam will say, well, we could either stay to either side of the river and try to go through the snow. Uh, It'll be slow. The road's not really meant for wagons at this point, but we'll know there's ground under our feet. Or we could try to take the wagon directly up the river, since it's frozen solid. Probably be able to go a little faster, but we'll be on the ice. Yeah, I'm done with going slower through the snow than going on the ice. Yeah, I'm good with that. I think I'm much of a swimmer with my negative one to strength. I mean, I realize that like the likelihood of it unfreezing or cracking is probably pretty small because you know it's winter here all the time. But yeah, but we would have to rule still. For that that's the only reason why he's offering it is because yeah. it's always cold here. But yeah, I'm good with going through the snow. Okay, which side of the river? Makes no difference. Be on the east bank or the west bank? <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Somebody's got to choose. Sam's not choosing. I would choose east. Sounds good to me. Works for me. All right. So Sam drives the horses across the bridge, and once getting to the other side, turns the wagon south to try to follow the river on this side. As expected, it is very slow going, uh, and it is bitterly cold at this point as the wind starts whipping from the east. Which you'll be fine as long as you're in the wagons. Got winter stuff. Mm-hmm. Got blankets. Mm-hmm. Ulwan is certainly fine in the cold. Earl complains a little bit. He's not used to being outside in the cold all the time. But it's more just like, man, he'd really like an extra blanket. <laughs> you keep heading south. Who's riding up front with Sam, if anyone? Me. 
Arnis, done fiddling with your loot. Yep, usually right up front with Sam. Then roll some perception. Mm. 21. Uh, what? No, it's... I have a crazy bonus. That's fine. In which case, you're able to help him keep close enough to the river, not losing sight of it, even though at some points there's a lot of snow covering the ice, and some points less. It's really just dependent on the wind. And after, after let's say, five days... Uh, it starts getting a little bit more rocky, and you can tell that you're coming to some uphill sections. But that's not really of note. What you do take note of, though, is farther ahead, very close to the river, there are a couple of very large figures appear to just be moving rather large stone slabs, kind of propping them up against each other. Uh, looks like they're just building a really simple stone hut. No, these are more slabs and less, like, bricks. No one knows what the fuck a henge is. Dude, let's build a henge or two. <laughs> That's what you see, Arnis. Are you sure they're not, like, really close to us and really small? <laughs> I'm sure. Mm. Okay. I tell Sam. Okay. And what do we do? Do we keep going? I don't know. Well, uh, stop for a minute so I can tell everybody else. How about that? Okay, he brings the horses to a stop. Sorry, then. Okay, so I'll, I'll get him some oats or something while Let's we wait. A, Let's have a confab here. Have an oat break, and you can go talk to your buddies. Cool. Would I relay you, all that information, what I saw. Would yeah. you like me to sneak up and see if I can do some recon on these things? Oh, now that you're, like, extra super sneaky? Sure. <laughs> that level five stealth. What? Sneakier than he was a level ago. Mm-hmm. Shall we see? What uh, I can achieve? Is, is that plan. what we're I'm gonna going with? There and see if I can do some reconnaissance. Yeah. All right, Vale. Make a stealth roll to see if you can sneak up on these people. Thirteen. You're able to successfully sneak your way through the snow, staying nice and low, just kind of dipping behind little snow banks and everything. And you get up close, and this is a pair of hill giants. They're building a hut. Those are very large. Yes. And very dangerous. That's why I said before, these are very large creatures moving around stone slabs. I'd like to sneak back to my group and tell them what I found. Okay, you do so. Sweet. I described the large hill, dry- hill giants building a stone hut. Oh, fuck. So we can either try to fight them, which could be dangerous, but I don't see how we're going to be able to sneak past them with the killer. I have as sneaky as any of you individuals are. The four horses and two wagons are not. I mean, I have you know, I've traveled around. I have no experience with hill giants or giants of any sort. So, is there anybody in our group that has any experience? Can I roll general knowledge check on my hill giant knowledge? Like I know Arnis knows nothing. Uh, if you want to roll some nature, that's a seven. I know they're they big and dangerous. <laughs> These are giants. Well, I guess anybody can roll a nature check, huh? Well, he's the only one who saw them. Yeah, I guess uh, that's true. I saw them from really far away, yeah. so... Yeah. I'm going to leave that one to Vale just because they did the recon. Yep. Thank you. Then, yes, I, um... They're little giants. They're big. There's a chance they could throw those giant stone slabs at us. Hell no. We're not going to be able to sneak past them, so... What do you like to do? Well, that's a good question. I don't know. That was a pretty good question. What do you guys want to do? We're pretty much like, our option is follow the path we're on, right? There's not an alternative path. You can always just go off into the forest. You guys are off path right now. If you look to the east or the west, there are very few trees to speak of. There are a lot of boulders. There's a lot of snow. Uh, It gets hillier and more mountainous as you go south. But if you're looking to the east and to the west, it's mostly just evenish. It rolls a little, but not much. So if we didn't want to take the wagon, we could just like go out... And like around them theoretically, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave the wagon. I, d- I don't either, but I'm just saying. I'm, I'm laying out yeah. options here. That's all I'm doing. I mean, in theory, if you were leaving the wagons behind, you could just try to stealth right by them. Or we could sneak up to them and attack them, right? And just like go for the kill. That would be your option. Sneak yeah. around or go for the kill. Those are your choices. I mean, there's other options, but I guess those are the options Vale sees. The As a trained assassin, that's what Vale sees. Sneak around or go for the kill. That's, that's pretty much what I see. What does Darwin see? What does Darwin think? I mean, those are pretty much the only two options. We can't really sneak. Are they on the water? Uh, no, they're on the side. <clears throat> I had a third idea, but it does not <laughs> work if they're not on the water. <laughs> Trapped them in the water. Do you think they'd speak common? And bribe them? We could talk to them. I mean... We do have a shit ton of gold. We could try to 
Giants care about gold? You can send you with the cart, and the two of us can sneak around, and if they decide to eat you and not talk to you, then we can be your support. That's a good plan. That's actually probably a better plan than anything else, because I am not stealthy. That sounds like a pretty decent plan to me. What do you think? Well, works for me. Sounds good. But I'm not. I'm not stealthy. Uh, Aurora will stay in the wagon with one and chill. No shit. We're going to take the wagons, though. You're riding the wagon to go up. Oh, yeah, me and Sam. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're doing. Me and Sam, and meanwhile, Darvin and Vale are stealthing around up to them. What's up? Uh, To flank. Well, not that flanking is a thing, but... Yeah. To take a wide arc and be on the side Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Each of you give me a stealth roll. That's better. That's not... What you got, Darvin? Eight. I got an 18. Uh, So the two of you are stealthing off to the side, and we'll see if Darvin was successful with that eight or not. Meanwhile, Arnis and Sam are pulling the wagons up, and I guess talking to these giants? I don't know if they speak common, so... Yeah. Maybe I'll be playing a little tune. A little, like, hello! Nice Ah, to meet you, tune. Don't you know friends? I do! Requires clapping. Audience participation. No, no, please no. Anything but that. So you and Sam are pulling the wagons slowly, and as you get close enough... The giants stop what they're doing, leave the stone slabs uh, leaning up against one another. Not quite into good house shape yet, uh, but they notice you and they turn. They just kind of like stop and wait as you approach. Are you playing music? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and roll performance. And it is a better tune than that. We'll see. I hope. <laughs> Yeah, oh, a, yeah, it is. It's a better tune than that. <laughs> nice. 21. Okay. You approach, playing your loot. They stop, and they haven't picked up anything. They're just kind of wiping their hands, like brushing them down their sides. You know, they've been working hard. Won't wipe sweat off their brow. They stop, and they look at you, and one of them raises a giant paw up just to give a general wave. <laughs> what do you do, Arnis? <laughs> Sam just looks at you. He's like, mm-hmm. keep on trucking. I, I guess like, wave wave back hello and then just kind of keep on going see, see what happens as you approach they step in front of the horses and just start uh, petting the horses uh, um the horses spook no they're cool with it nice they're cool with it oh thank god <laughs> that could have ended so poorly uh, and you can hear them whispering to one another and kind of like leaning in and whispering into the horse's ears too. Just like kind of talking to your animals. What do you do? And hello? Just, uh, hello, is it, uh, like, how, uh, how, how, how you doing? One of them stops. I'm going to say this one's a little bit taller. A little bit more of a paunch going on. Uh, it turns to you. Definitely trying to find the words in common. Just not explicitly fluent in it. Got it. But he will say, Hello. Nice horses. Soft horses. <laughs> Pets the horse a little bit more. <laughs> That's creepy. Okay. Um, oh, give him your stuffed animals. Go away. Uh, Arnis doesn't have a stuffed animal. No. I'd be giving away Darwin's stuffed animal. I'm not giving away Manti. <laughs> Manti the Manticore. See, that naming convention works. <laughs> Um, oh, so you like Manti the Manticore, but you had a problem with Stewie the Snake? Yeah, I think so. Manti the Manticore is a stuffed animal. It is a cute and endearing naming convention for stuffed animals, whereas for actual animals, it's kind of like, why did you do that? Fine. And also, you named a snake Stuart. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Stuart? But it was a flying snake. Would you like it if I named you Huey the Human? No. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. But Gwendolyn the Goose works well. I agree. <laughs> we are so far off track. So far off track. We're nothing, not even in this game anymore. Nothing to do with this game. We're in a game that ended like a year ago. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, really. Um, Sorry. Yeah, they're they're they get us where we need to go. Oh, uh, uh, where where are you going? Oh shit! Where should I tell them I'm going? Should I just tell, tell them the, the truth? Mountain. Yeah, they don't care, will they? Do we know the name of the mountain or the lake? Uh, both. It is Lake Moggin in Vongfeld Peaks. Uh, we're headed up to Vongfeld Peaks. No need to lie. No, no need to lie. I'm, yeah. Not that you know of. I'm uh, not a lying type guy anyway. 
That's not, also not why I'm here. I'm not here to be a liar. Yeah. Right. I try to talk to them, so. Uh, he nods. Mm. Very cold up there. Yep. Very cold. You taking the river up. Basically. Ah. See, um, kind of motions to more giants up river. Uh, oh, okay. Should we not go that way? If, if you're good people, it's okay. What does that mean? It's it's our land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just don't don't try to don't stay. Travelers are okay. Okay. So Darwin and Vale, uh, you make your way to the side of this construction in progress, and you see the two hill giants either petting the horses or chatting away with Aranus. As you get closer, what is it you're doing? Just staying low and hidden. Yeah. But be ready if shit goes south. Mm-hmm. As you get close, coming over just like a nice little mound of snow, Darvin accidentally kicks some. There's a slight tumbling sound, and the giants turn your way. Who's there? And they get angry, like, protective. And they can't see you out there, but they can hear at least one of you, Darvin. How much of what? Oh, you could not hear any of what they said. Okay. But you can see that they haven't attacked. He's just telling me that travelers are okay. But I don't know that. No. Um, no, well, give me a second. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to help you out, bro. Um, uh, let's see, who else is there? And, um, I'm gonna yell out, thinking that it might be you guys. Oh, this is gonna end poorly. Looking at Scott's face and thinking this is gonna end poorly. That's fine, it's fine. Um. (laughs) It's fine usually means it's not fine. (laughs) It's all right, guys. We had companions that were headed off. No hiding. Trail. Get out here. I'll stand up. I'll be like. One of them lumbers over towards you uh, and reaches down a very meaty hand. (laughs) You're not sure why yet. What do you do? I guess like, are we shaking? Uh (laughs) Okay, you reach out a hand as if for a handshake. He just grabs your entire arm and just pulls you up and is carrying you. Happen. And walks you back over to the wagons and just, like, sits you up on the bench right next to Aranus. And doesn't let go of your arm yet. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. This is more comfortable. No sneaking. We don't like sneaks. Sorry, I wasn't trying to sneak. I just needed to. I don't know if this idiom will transfer, but I was just making water. Just needed a little <laughs> privacy. <laughs> Again? That's the best line ever, That's so good. <laughs> Roll deception, Darvin. Claim you were just peeing in the snow. I got a three. I forgot I'm not supposed to lie. (laughs) And the giant squeezes your arm even tighter. We don't like liars either. Sorry. And... Sorry. We're going to take four bludgeoning damage as your arm is just squeezed tight. He looks very cross down at you. Okay, sorry. The truth is... I wasn't positive you'd be friendly, so I wanted to make sure that I could help out my companion if you weren't. You are, so I apologize. No more sneaking. No more lying. Promise. Let's go of your arm. Just say so next time. It gives you a very heavy pat on the top of the head. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And it's a little jarring, a little awkward. You're just more fragile than giants, and right. it is very evident. So, Oh, this is what it's like when I pet that bunny. Okay, yeah, it was annoying. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Poor bunny. Vale, what are you doing? They haven't seen you. Stay right where I am. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. My plan is to once they pass and get clear, to sneak further up the trail and catch the catch the wagon when they're clear of these guys. All right. Okay. No more sneaking. Waves like a big old finger at oh, the three of you up there on the bench. Would be good. Be I will. No lies. Like probably not the exact word they wanted, but it's the word they know in common. Mm. No lies. Be good. No more lies. They part your company to go finish building their house out of stone, hmm. and you're free to continue traveling south along the river. I got a free trip back to the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, a huge bruise all down your arm. 
like your whole arm yeah. is just a big groove. Good thing I don't wear armor, because that would hurt. Yeah, if you like wore a plate or something and just yeah. crunched it, like an aluminum can around your arm. It's true, huh? It'll be fine, if, you, if that's the extent of this. Uh, we would have all of our hate die back at this point. Yes, yes, yes. It's been, been at least a week. 11 days since you left Earl at this point. Uh, so you're all full of everything. Except for Darwin now. And you continue heading south? Mm-hmm. Okay. Vale, since you're still sneaking, go ahead and roll stealth. That's 25. You're fine. And you continue heading south. And Aranis, you can definitely see further up ahead, there are probably four of these stone houses that have been finished. And you'll be coming across them on the side of the river here anytime now, before the day is done. These are very wide houses. They're not tall for giants, but they are still kind of tall. They won't have a lot of headroom in there. But these just look like finished versions of those houses that the other two were building. And as you approach, you can hear the sound of voices coming from inside some of them. Do you want to rejoin before they yeah, get to this like, row of houses? Hop into the back cart as it okay. as I cart up to it. You did so. You're in the back of the wagon now. Okay. You're approaching this row of stone houses. What do you do? Just keep going. Okay. To be quiet, but just they said the travelers were fine. Just don't be sneaky, don't I don't stay. I can follow those rules. Mm-hmm. I believe Arnis can, Darwin can too. Now that you've got a giant bruise on your arm, yeah, I believe it. And as you go past, you can smell some food cooking from inside one of the huts or that one of the stone houses. It smells better than anything you've had a past week on the road. As you make your way to the the third stone house, a rather young hill giant, probably still oh. adolescent, comes running out Uh-oh. and is laughing. <laughs> a slightly mischievous laugh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. As if they had just played a trick or a prank on someone. Exiting out moments later is another very young giant. Does not look like any of the other giants here. But still definitely adolescent. Much bluer skin and whiter hair. This is a very young frost giant. And just has ash all over his face. <laughs> and it looks very mean. As he sees the other hill giant, like, running around, picks up this huge pile of snow and just chucks it at them. It's like someone threw half of a snowman. <laughs> Crap. And just pegs this other young hill giant kid as they collapse right in front of your wagon. In front of the horses to the wagon. Sorry. And Sam has to stop the wagon. Because there's a kid there in front of the horses, and no one wants to trample a child. This is a giant kid, so it's like the size of us, right? Oh, yes. Basically like a six-foot-tall child. (laughs) That's terrifying. (laughs) And that young frost giant is now just walking up towards this young hill giant. Standing in the door frame is this other, like, an adult giant who just has the most exasperated look on their face. Like, this bullshit again with these kids. Uh, what do you guys do? We should just watch. Maybe it will resolve. I, yeah, I don't know that... Definitely don't go through the child. I don't know that helping is a thing that we should do, but I'll just I'll stay out of it. Kids can't, can't sit down in the snow for long. No. Surely cannot. As the child scrambles to their feet, crawls their way in between your four horses. Oh, it's just like right in the middle of them. Hunched down, still probably like four feet tall. This is like a hand on the haunches of two horses. It's like looking out for that young frost giant who just stopped right in front of the horses, hands on the hips, and none of you speak giant, right? No. Yeah. Cool. Shouts in giant and makes some very forceful motions. Probably tell like they just want that person to get out from the horses. You may not know exactly how they're saying it, but yeah. I guess who didn't take tongues as a spell. Could have done that. Didn't know it. To be fair, you didn't know you were going to see giants. True. And what do you guys do? Let it play out, man. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. Okay. The young frost giant, seeing the young hill giant not come out, starts to make his way through the horses, at which point the hill giant turns... Steps up onto the bench at the front of the wagon, right in between you and Sam, and just kind of like climbs over you and onto the roof of the wagon, which, as we've explained, is mostly like canvas, and about halfway through, 
collapses the top of the wagon. I was gonna say, like, as he's climbing up onto the roof, can I go, oh, that's not safe. You can, but man, they, this kid doesn't yeah. understand you. The adults barely know any common. It's the... It's, it's the gesture, like, oh, don't, oh, oh, okay, oh, oh dear, um, yeah. Gets right into the middle of the top of the canvas covering of this wagon and collapses down through it, and from inside you hear Earl, Earl screaming, what the heck is this? Get it off, get it off! Okay. And Olan, I got it, I got it, starts, like, trying to shove from underneath, and, uh... That young hill giant is now quite wrapped up in the covering of your wagon. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll go help. Me go too. Help. How are you helping? First, to tell Earl, Earl, and Olwan, just kind of back, back up. They're back up. underneath the covering of the wagon. They have nowhere to back up. They're stuck uh, or, in there. Okay, everybody's stuck. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I'm gonna try to like help untangle it. Help untangle it if I can. Okay. Uh, just like trying to pull the canvas aside. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Or like figure out how to shift it, but yeah, yeah. Give me an athletics check. Yay, athletics. I have so many bonuses to strength. I know, right? All them buff bards. I got a five. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> What's Darvin doing? I'm helping Arnus. The same thing? Trying to. <laughs> you can roll uh, athletics as well. I love how much strength we have. Yeah. What's that, buddy? That is a one. <laughs> Arnis is completely useless trying to untangle this hill giant from the canvas. Darwin goes to the other side and tries to help and quickly slips in the snow and face plants down. Oh dear. Uh, it's just like sunk six, sunk six inches into the snow. Just face planted. It's a nice little Darwin shaped cutout in the <laughs> snow. <laughs> As this hill giant starts thrashing around. <laughs> and you can hear Olan and Earl Earl. They're like, ah, ah, get it. Ah, ow, ow, let me out. Vale, you've certainly heard all of this. I don't know yeah. if you're doing anything. I'm going to come out and I'm going to observe this shit cannery. Is there any way that this child can see us or are they so wrapped up they can't even see what's going on? Uh, the hill giant that's on top of the wagon probably can't see much what's going on. Awesome. The frost giant child who's in front of the horses has a good view. Okay. And the hill giant that's wrapped up and the whole thing is thrashing about at this point? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not good with words. <laughs> I love that Arnis's first decision was to try and force the kid out. I, I want to try and, like... Try and, he like, didn't seem to understand... Pet the kid to calm the kid down. He didn't seem to understand <sighs> common. It's I gave true. him the, yeah, like, yeah. don't go up I'm there. i gestures to yeah. try and come. Are you down. physically going up there and, like, petting this child? Yes. yes. <sighs> this seems like a poor idea. It does. I need you to roll a persuasion check as you try to soothe this creature. No animal handling for sentient beings. Seven. <laughs> Sorry. I get Sorry. <laughs> And they continue to thrash about, further entangling themselves in the canvas cover. Meanwhile, the frost giant child has gone around the horses, isn't going to like walk through the reins and the bits and the bridle and everything. Gone over to Darwin's side of the wagon, where he is face-planted in the snow, <laughs> and you feel these giant feet just step on either side of you. As this giant is just standing right over you. And reaches out a hand to grab this young hill giant and try to forcefully... Pull slash toss them out, oh, which they are quite successful at doing. Grabs them around the ankle and just pulls them up, slaps them down on the other side of them in the snow, and then just gets on top of them and just starts picking up snow and mashing it in their face. <laughs> well, it's fine. We can keep going. I'm still buried. I think you can get up. I was gonna say, want. do we need to help? Get get up. Up. No, you're not. You're not so buried that you need help. But just like. You okay. slipped and fell in the snow. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Well, we gotta I guess fix the wagon, right? I, yeah, I guess we, I guess we do. But they don't want us to stay. We need to keep moving. I mean, they don't want you to like live here. Got it. I, I don't know if stay like you might be able to get away with it short term, like a day or an hour or two. I mean, stay is very nebulous. I'm gonna ask Sam how long 
he thinks it'll take to fix that. Uh, oof, I, we're gonna need wood. Not a lot. You probably have to spend some time collecting it up. You're not in the woods anymore. But we can't leave it open, right? Because it'll freeze, mm. probably. Where everybody has to sleep in one wagon. Oh, which is doable, probably, right? It would suck, and I'm sure that Earl Earl would You would be dogpiling it a little bit. Literally, because it would be a dogpiling. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sniffins would love it. Or having to, like, sit. But maybe if we could, like, travel for an hour so we're out of their way, we Maybe that would be a better time to try and find some wood. That seems like a better idea. Or be kind of assuming out. an hour is enough to get out of the way. That's the thing. To be out of their space before yeah. we do anything? Yeah. Yeah. Idea. Okay. Before you can move on, Earl Earl's going and Olan are going to come out of this middle wagon. What in the world is going on? Who did this? As he looks around. Um, we're going to say that it's my fault, and we're going to move on and fix it. Roll deception, please. <laughs> That's partially true, though. It's partially true. I couldn't get him, I couldn't get him to come down. So it's like a half-truth. Yeah. Ooh, Arnis is a terrible liar. Ooh, I had really high deception. I was going to say, it's still charisma-based. Yeah, but I rolled a two. <laughs> um, it's a it's a nine. He's <sighs> aghast a bit. How how could you have broken the wagon? You're just a little, little half-elf. I couldn't stop the kid from climbing up there, so it's my fault. Oh, but the kid did it. Oh, okay. That answers a lot of questions. Excellent. Wonderful. Excuse me. And he turns, and he's going to go head towards that adult giant standing no, in the door. No, 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 no. You don't, don't do that. Please, please, please don't do that. I beg of you, with everything I have, please do not do that. Uh, he looks at the two of you who both voiced concern very quickly. <laughs> Why? Because we are on their turf, not the other way around. This is their city. It's not very nice. I, would you like it if someone came in to Earl and one of your kids broke something and then they were like, oh, hey, you need to punish that child for whatever. Would you like somebody telling you how to run your town? Does Darwin have any argument here? Or just Dar- Darwin's, Darwin's going to help. Darwin's, <laughs> What's Darwin got to say? He's just going to say, yeah, we're just going to keep moving until we get out of their space and then we can fix it. All right. You can assist Arnis here. So we both... Uh, Arnis... Er, <laughs> Darvin, you can roll persuasion first, and we'll see if you give Arnis a bonus or not. You do. 13. Ooh. I got 22. <sighs> oh, but... But... I mean, this is... Come on, guys. We're still south of Honey Hollow, which means this is still technically area that I can... This is still an area where I have influence and some amount of jurisdiction. I, we're still in the wilds. Uh, south of Honey Hollow. If your fate weren't tied to mine, I would gladly let you go try it. <laughs> that is the most backhanded comment ever. <sighs> but since we are tasked with your protection, I can't let you go over there, and I will physically the stop thing, you if I have to. It's broken. I was going to sleep in there tonight. Now we'll, what? We'll, we'll figure we're it out. We're going to figure it out and try to fix it. And not get killed in the process. Because we're not totally incompetent. Trust me. <sighs> Half elf. All right, all right. Hold wow. on. The chest. And Olan goes and grabs the chest out of the center wagon. We're done with this shit. I'm going to slap the crap out of this guy. I just want everybody to know that that is going to fucking happen. He is going to get his face slapped. And it's going to be a bitch slap, and I'm going to be wearing rings. <laughs> that is going to happen. It's going to kill him, but it's going to teach him a lesson. <laughs> mm. we'll, we'll come to that when it happens. Olan pulls out Earl Earl's chest from the front wagon. And moves it to the rear wagon, and the two of them hop in and just kind of like peeks out around the back. Like, don't break this one, all right? He like grabs the sides of the carriage and like pulls it closed. Meanwhile, Vale's like, <sighs> you can hang with us. It's real cozy on this seat now because now there's three of us up here. Just sit in the busted oh. wagon <laughs> on top or underneath the canvas. Oh, on top. <laughs> <laughs> Veil. Take out my whetstone and just, just like a dagger in silence. <laughs> a governor of the trash heap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, the Giants have been far more fun than I had hoped. Uh, so you keep heading south? Yeah. In the direction we're supposed to be going, that is the direction we're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're following the river south. It remains very frozen, and it's about half a day in the darkness before you come across an even larger cluster of these stone homes. Some of them, you can tell, have been here probably for years. The largest of which sits on the very first rise of the foothills leading up to Vongfeld Peaks. And there are just giants about their giant business. Some of them definitely do stop what they're doing when they see, I want to say little people, when compared to them, you're little people. But, you know, average-sized humanoids. And they kind of stop and they look at you and you can hear them speaking in giant to one another and, like, doing just, like, vague gestures in your general direction. I say we just keep moving. Because, like, they seem chill, but I don't want to push it. I don't want to fight a whole town. A giant. I think we'd die. Yeah. Pretty quick. Yep. Aside from that one child that you saw, these have all been hill giants. But as you go through this, like, yeah, these buildings are a lot older. It's a lot more well-established. It's actually running, like, a small, giant town. (laughs) Is there anything you want to do? (laughs) Small, giant town. As you go through... You notice that the hills start forming up on either side of the river, and the only place that looks passable for a wagon goes right next to the most... mm, I'm not going to say the most giant building, because this is a giant city. (laughs) The most biggest? Most hugest? The largest of these stone buildings. This one looks to be a couple of stories tall. It has a number of animal skins hanging on the front side of the building, uh, including one right over the main doorway. These look mostly like, probably like bears and wolves, if you had to guess. It'd be hard to tell without getting closer, but it goes right next to that building. I guess that's where we're going, unless we're going to go on the ice. So as you approach the side of this, the largest stone building in the giant town, village, it's, it's hard to tell. You kind of lose sense of scale when everything is twice as big as you. That's fair. Or twice as big as normal. Out walks this very large hill giant with a very large club, with a huge chunk of stone set into it. We're screwed. Stops in the center of the path that you guys are on, and very forcefully sets the head of that club, thunk, into the path before him. Holds up his other hand. Stop. Okay, we stop. Good. No entry. No pass. Go. Wh- uh, why? Chief's house. No pass. Could we take the river instead? No one goes past the chief. Can we get permission from the chief to pass? He's thinking about it. Chief's the only one who can give permission to pass. Could we talk to the chief then? Roll some persuasion. 25. Why don't we even ask Arnis to roll persuasion? Just be like, Arnis persuades. Because the, the one time... That's right, you might roll a one. Mm-hmm. To have some good fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just like maybe they'll roll a one on stealth. Okay. Off, off, off. Any motions like, for you to come forward. Oh, sure. Like, off the wagon. Just you, Aranis? Who's going with Aranis? I'll go with Aranis. I was like, somebody's gotta come with me, because I ain't doing this shit by myself. I'll talk, but I'm not going in there alone. No, no. And he escorts you to the main door of this giant stone house. Pushes the door open. Stands there by the door, expecting you to just kind of walk in. Okay. Alright. Vale and Darvin. As you go by, he reaches down for your swords. Take them from you. Fine. Fine, you can take my sword. Okay. Takes them, puts them in a strap that he's wearing. He's not going to use them. He's going to hold on to them. Just like right across his chest. They look very small on him. Like stow your weapons at the door. Mm-hmm. And he escorts you in, and you find yourself in a rather grand stone chamber. Has a number of animal heads on the walls, confirming that, yeah, those were bears and wolves for the most part. Probably got one giant owl head up there, too, on the wall. And seated in a rather large stone throne is a frost giant, 
who's decked out with a number of claws and teeth and a fancy crown, looking like it's made out of some kind of iron or steel, not the finest wrought, and by his side, an almost equally large frost giant female seated next to him, both weapons at their side, very physically fit. And the hill giant speaks to them uh, mostly in giant at first, uh, and everybody can roll perception. I got a 26. I got a 17. I got a 4. So, to Vale, this is just a whole lot of giant jibber-jabber. Can't pick out any words. But Aranus and Darvin, you can tell just through usage and intonation, this hill giant mentions their names. This is Chief Croftal and Fancel. Before the hill giant turns to you and says, Talk. That's your cue, Arnest. Uh, whoever. Whoever wants to speak to up first. We were... <laughs> I love it when Darwin talks. Are you kidding me? ...told that <laughs> the only way to pass your house is with your permission. So we're here to ask your permission. And Chief Croftell uh, will... Yeah, he's not going to stand up yet. He doesn't need to intimidate or be imposing at all. Why should I let you pass? We're travelers... On our way to the mountains, and we mean you no harm. We're just trying to get out of your hair as quickly as possible. What's up there for the likes of you? Uh, frozen lake. The lake? You don't want to go to the lake. If you need ice, get ice from the river. We, we're not in need of ice. Then why are you going to the lake? Well, it's very beautiful, so we're going to see it. Maybe, but it's... Far too dangerous for the smaller folk like yourselves. Huh? The lake is... I searched for the word. Cursed. Eh, that word will do. Cursed. Cursed? The roars and the chattering and the bodies. Shouldn't go there. It seems all the more reason to investigate. Maybe we can uncurse it. Roll persuasion. Since you're talking... Or should I just say, artist persuade? It's just... 22. You might, but it's the same thing a halfling woman said not two weeks ago. We haven't heard from her since. But... What was the name on your thing? But you let her not go. Not this guy. Okay. <laughs> I was worried about that, too. <laughs> but you let her go. Darwin imperceptibly breathed a sigh of relief when he heard the chief's name. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Croftill and not uh, Dirkroft? Yeah. But you let... Her go? And all alone? No, no. She had other halflings with her. Oh. They, they paid well. Uh. So you require payment? Hmm. Tribute. Better word. Tribute is a better word. Of what? Anything to help the giants. What do you need? What do you use? The giants like gold? We like... Giant things. Yes. Um, gold is not as useful for us as it is for you. We don't go to cities often, but food, animals, if there was some acts you could do for us, I don't know what you can do. You seem very small. I wouldn't judge us so much on our size. Ask him if they want a hostage. We're not giving Merle Earl. Though I did think of that. <laughs> and it amused me greatly, and then I said... Earl's back in that wagon. If you want a doll. <laughs> um. Well, what what sort of what sort of acts? What sort of stuff do you need done? Or what can you do? You tell us what you can do. Well, three of us put together, we've been known to accomplish a great many things. Maybe you can put on a concert. Giant stock. You like music? Occasionally. Well, I'm. Or at least I've, I've been told I'm an excellent bard. He really raises the bard. Pay no attention. Ah, I like this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course you do. So you want to try to offer them music? Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, we like we can do a lot of stuff, but I don't. I don't know what they need. I, so it's hard to it's hard to know. This is the time when you have to, to try to bribe people oh, instead of them saying, "I've got a quest for adventurers." I'm not I'm not much of a briber, <laughs> especially because the only thing it sounds like we have they'd want is gold. I mean, but they don't really want that. That came out wrong. 
I meant we don't have anything they want. The only thing we can give them is gold, which they don't want. Right. It's less useful for them. They don't trade much in with gold themselves. It's really only when they have to deal with uh, other cities or other areas or other races that money, hard money, comes in handy. I don't know. Does anyone else have any other ideas? What I... else do we have that we could offer them? We need our animals. We need our food. They said that we could do something for them, but we have Off to... Off the sun orb. That's what... That's what we were just talking about. I feel like we need it for something. We might. You got, more, you got two of them, right? Oh, yeah, we have more than one. Sure. Um, we have an interesting little item that you might like. And I reach into the boot of holding, and... <laughs> you tell Darwin to turn around as you fiddle through his bag. Give <laughs> <laughs> a little spin. I don't know what that is. Oh, and I turn it on. Ooh. He grabs it. That just, like, palms it Uh-oh. like a bocce ball. Isn't that dangerous? No, it's okay. Ooh, it's hot. Yeah. You turn it on. Yeah. You only know the one, which is, like, campfire setting. So, careful, it's hot. Oh, uh, you can hear some of, like, the frost and snow from his palms, like, start to steam off. And just sets it down on the arm of his throne. All right. Does it turn off? And I, I turn it off. Is that all it can do? Tell him yes. <laughs> you don't want to set to world-ending setting. <laughs> well, there's... Hang on. You don't still have that notebook, do you? That notebook. I think uh, that was entered into evidence. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, yes. no, I didn't keep that. Um, that's, that's pretty much what it does. And he puts his hands on it, and he turns it off and on and off and on a few times. Pretty much. Do you not know? To be perfectly honest, no. This is all we know how to do with it. I'm fairly certain there are other things you can do with it. Uh, roll persuasion. 25. <sighs> okay. This will get you up the hill, the mountain. Thank you, sir. You can go. Meaning that we'll need something else to get us back down. <laughs> all right, it's caught it. Of course I did. <laughs> Or we can go down a different route. A bard. I work with words. <laughs> yes, I can. We can take a different route down. If you're, depends on if you're taking those wagons with you. But we might have uncursed the lake, which means we'd be like, hey, we uncursed the lake for you. Which you'd think would be enough. Oh. I want proof. That's true, huh? Don't worry about that. <laughs> we'll worry about that when we get We'll there. worry about that when we fight a dragon. Burn that bridge when we get there. Yes, yep. that'll get you up the mountain. Okay. Well, I'll be thinking about what you might need when we come back down. Thank you, sir. If you come back down. We'll see. Yeah. What? Sure. I give sure. you a wink. Yeah. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash Dibber Music. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at DunkDesigns.com Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, and our special friends who would like to say hello. 
A Quest for Magic and Steel, a family-friendly adventure where six people play the tabletop game of Dungeons and Dragons. The Game Master, Amara, her sister, brother, dad, and two friends take on the roles of their characters as they voice act and use improv to tell the story of these misfit adventurers. If you like D&D, this is an easy must-listen. And if you're not into D&D or have never played, that's okay, because this game is based more on the storytelling and role-playing than it is on the strict rules of the traditional game. Find it on any podcast player for any device or listen directly from the website, www.magicandsteel.com. That's S-T-E-E-L-E. Don't forget the last E for entertainment.